You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah! I have a special grace to be on the platform this morning. But I want to tell you this morning, the love that Jesus has for you is not restricted. He knows your human need. Jesus knows your every need. He's not repulsed or embarrassed by your problem. He's not repulsed or embarrassed about your problem. This is the Jesus we serve people. A person with leprosy, a terrible skin disease, came to Jesus one day. And in those days, if you had leprosy or you had an issue of blood, even any person that touched you became unclean. So if, if, if Aldane had leprosy and I touched him as somebody without leprosy, I would automatically become unclean. Can you imagine, right? And this leper comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, heal me, have mercy on me. And you know what Mark 1 verse, verse 40 to 42 says? Can I read it to you? Can you open your Bibles to Mark 1? Verse 40 to 42, a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. You know what indignant means? He was furious. It says he was angry that this man would even wonder how could he not come to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He reached out his hand and touched the man. Do you see the leprosy did not make Jesus turn around and walk away? Did you see the man's leprosy did not make Jesus unclean? He turned around and he touched him. Do you see that church? He said, I am willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleaned. What is your leprosy this morning, church? What is that one thing that you are hiding from God that you're saying, God, I don't know if you can touch me here. Because you know what Jesus says? He turns around and he puts out his hand and he says, I'm ready to touch you. The leprosy did not repulse Jesus, just like your mistakes don't repulse Jesus. Just like your past does not repulse Jesus. You know what repulse means? It make, you know when somebody just doesn't want to stick around with you because it's just not okay? Because what you did was just, ugh. Does that make sense? So that... That part of you that's, ugh, okay? <laughs> that part of you that you think you cannot take to Jesus, he's ready to turn around and touch you. Even though the custom of that day was not to touch somebody like that, amen? I'm going to read to you from the book of Mark a special, special story about two women. Amen? So ladies, maybe this is the beginning of Women of Destiny, I don't know. But this story is about two young one younger lady, one older lady. Are you ready to hear this? In the Gospel of Mark, it's the shortest book in the Bible, but it's got the most descriptive ways of explaining a story. Amen? It's believed that Mark's mother was one of those that opened her home in Jerusalem for Jesus to come and um, the disciples to come and minister to the people. So maybe as a young man, he was used to seeing Jesus and used to seeing his ways. There's more than one story in the Bible of this, this specific account. The one is in Matthew and the other one is in Mark and Luke. The one I'm going to use this morning is the one in Mark. Is that okay? This is the story of two women. Both women needed a touch from Jesus. Both were beyond doctor's help and Jesus was both's only solution. Are there any women in the house this morning? Jesus is your only solution? Okay, gentlemen. 
Are there any gentlemen in the house this morning? Jesus is your only solution. So one of these ladies was a 12-year-old little girl, Jairus' daughter who was dying. As we see, we'll read it now in Mark. And the other one was the lady with the issue of blood. Amen. Are you ready to hear these stories? Isn't it interesting that the little girl that was sick at that moment was 12 years old? And the lady with the issue of blood, how many years did she have the issue of blood? 12 years. That's a story for another day. Maybe come Wednesday, if the Lord directs my husband to teach you more on that, he's welcome. But that's a whole, in, just in that, there's a whole story of redemption. Amen? Jairus had a little girl, and he was a father of the synagogue. He was a synagogue ruler. What does a synagogue ruler do? He oversees the church. He oversees the people. He used to look for, for scrolls. He used to look, at, and he possibly taught young, young children about the word. Amen? But Jairus comes to Jesus. And as much as Jairus cared for his daughter, Jesus cared for his daughter. Turn to your neighbor and say, as much as you, if you've got children, as much as you care for your children, Jesus cares for your children. As much as God cares for your children, Jesus cares for your children. So this young synagogue ruler comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, help me. Jesus had just gotten off the boat. Um, he had a large crowd waiting for him. His reputation had preceded him. And he was ready to do the will of the Father. He was ready to do what God told him to do. And in this large crowd was Jairus. So he gets off the boat. Jairus comes to me and says, Jesus, my daughter's dying. Will you come to my house and heal my daughter? And Jesus says, let's go. But in that same crowd is a young lady who's also desperate for a touch from God, the woman with the issue of blood. Do you know that? The desperation that Jairus had for his daughter is the same desperation as what the lady had in the crowd of hemorrhaging. The big difference was that Jairus wanted Jesus to bring himself to heal the daughter, where the woman simply wanted to touch his garment. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Jairus wanted Jesus to physically come to his house. The woman with the issue of blood said, God, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. It's not even in my frame of thinking. If I can just stretch out my hand and touch the fringe of your garment, I'm going to be okay. God knew each one of those. I'm going to tell you how she got into the crowd that day, but she was part of the crowd waiting for Jesus. Amen? So I'm going to address three things about the lady with the issue of blood this morning. Pushing in and pushing past, the urgency of the issue, and a key called trust, which can also be a key called faith. Is faith not trust? Okay, let's read Mark 5, verse 21 to 40. When Jesus had again crossed over by boats to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. But a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who was, had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead 
of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? See, the people crowding against you, the disciples answered, and yet you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, go away, you ugly person. You're full of leprosy and the issue of blood. You should not come close to me. Is that what Jesus said? I'm going to watch you if you're reading your Bible. Amen. <laughs> because that's what a natural person would do. Because if you were touched by somebody with an issue of blood, you'd have to go and wash yourself and be excluded for a day. You don't want to be touched by somebody like that. But what was Jesus' reaction? Jesus turned and she said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. He said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. He did not refer to her as woman with the issue of blood. Your faith has made you well. Do you see our Jesus, people? Do you see his love? He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. And when they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. Imagine that. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? This child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. Can you imagine? They went from crying and wailing loudly to laughing. How is that possible? But after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. And when he went into where the child was, he raised her from dead and said, the dead, said to her, she's only sleeping, get up and give her something to eat. Amen. Let's look at Mark 5 verse 21. It says, when Jesus crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around. When Jesus crossed over by boat, a large crowd gathered around. There were many crowds that day. But that crowd was the crowd that was going to witness two beautiful miracles. When he crossed over, there was a large crowd. Turn to your neighbor and say, just be in the right crowd. Just be in the right crowd. And yeah, Jesus is in between these people. And the woman with the issue of blood comes and she says, if I could only touch the hem of his garment. If I could only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Many of you today, did you walk in here saying, if I could only get a touch from Jesus, I'd be healed? Who was here this morning saying that? When we were singing, then suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came 
and rescued me? Could you picture Jesus? And suddenly, a touch from heaven, Jesus, Jesus came to rescue me. Are you ready, church? And suddenly, and suddenly, a touch from heaven, Jesus came to set me free. Jesus came to set me free. This morning, you can come as you are. Let's move on from that scripture. You can come as you are. You can come as you are. God is not going to look the other way. God is not going to be embarrassed by you this morning. Who sometimes feels embarrassed? Let's be honest. I'm here. I'm putting up my hand. Sometimes I feel, God, how can you love me like you love me? God, the more I know you, the less I know you. Does anyone have these feelings? Does anyone have these questions? God, the more I see your love, the more I don't understand your love because your love has just got no boundaries. But the first thing that she did is she pushed in and she pushed past. She should not even have been there, church. She was known for her uncleanliness. So when she moved through the crowd, she was probably disguised. For 12 years, they knew this woman could not be in a crowd. So she would have to disguise herself because somebody would recognize her. Jesus was not afraid of the unclean things in her life. Just like Jesus is not afraid of the unclean things in your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is not afraid of the unclean things in your life. He's the antidote to the unclean. Let me hear you, church. This is good news. He's our antidote. His blood washes us clean. Amen? He sits with every sinner every time. Are you hearing me this morning, church? Do they, are they so quiet with you as well? Is it just me? Hallelujah. So scream hallelujah. Amen. This is great. He sits with sinners. I'm telling you that the God of the universe is prepared to sit with you. Because you and I in our very best are still in need of his grace and his mercy. Our very best efforts are not good enough without the blood of Jesus church. To the crowd in disguise, she looked fine, but inside she was bleeding. How many of us are sitting here this morning? You look fine on the outside. <laughs> but on the inside, you're bleeding. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is aware. <laughs> Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not alone. To the crowd, she looked normal. But she was actually going through a struggle. Amen. One touch from Jesus would change everything everything because then what would Jesus do if we came to him then suddenly a touch from him Jesus came and rescued me Jesus came and rescued me and suddenly and suddenly a touch from heaven Jesus came and set me free. Jesus came and set me free. 
When the Bible speaks of her church, they don't even give her her name. Have you noticed? They don't say Sarah had an issue of blood. They don't say Josephine had an issue of blood. She was known by her issue, not her name. How many of us today are known by our issue, not our name? Her struggle had labeled her. The world labels us depressed, anxious, suicidal, addicted. The world labels us unchangeable. The world labels us unfixable. But what does Jesus do? He says, daughter, the world wants to label you on the inside. But Jesus cures issues with one touch. Jesus takes that labeled church and he scratches over it with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he takes the blood of Jesus and he paints it closed. And he says, that ain't your label. Because why? You are my daughter. You are not the one with the issue. Her issue didn't stop her from getting to Jesus. She could have said, I can't go to Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm an, I have the issue of blood. I will make everyone clean. I will not get to Jesus. I'm sorry. I cannot get there. I have, it. I have a problem. I cannot get to Jesus. So this is what I have to deal with. Amen? Don't some of us react sometimes that way as well, hey? Hands up, girls. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah? <laughs> because who? physical pain wasn't just physical pain. Her physical pain led to emotional pain. It led to financial pain. It led to spiritual pain. Her pain was not just bleeding, church. Her pain was many more things in her life. If you are bleeding this morning and you have issues, Jesus is the answer. But have the issues overtaken you? That's the question. Turn to your neighbor and say, have your issues overtaken you? Can I give you a big secret this morning? God doesn't make you depressed. He gives you life in abundance. God doesn't make you anxious and fearful. He gives you life in abundance. This issue of hers, it isolated her from normal relationships, church. Normal relationships, a lady with the issue of blood was probably never married because she couldn't give offspring or she was married and she could have maybe gone through a divorce because of it, because she couldn't give a baby. Isn't that incredible to think? Everybody she loved, this issue isolated her from it. Everybody she cared for, this issue isolated her from them. Can you imagine how this woman must have felt? Just like the, the leprous, the leprous person. She felt unclean and rejected by society. Who sometimes feels rejected? Let's just be honest, you know, when we worship in spirit and in truth, God can affect it. But many times we've got our disguise on and we come to God in our disguise and we think God doesn't see. The rest of us can see the disguise, but God sees the real you. And guess what? He doesn't run away. God doesn't run away from you, church. Turn to your neighbor and say, God doesn't run away from your issue. The world had labeled her second-class citizen, but Jesus didn't label her that. And her desperate need for Jesus remained there th through it all. But now, this is where the, the trick comes in. As she pushed through the crowd, she was touching people, wasn't she? Wasn't she? As she was pushing through the crowd, trying to get to Jesus, 
She was pushing, pushing, pushing. Could she touch anybody? Was she allowed to touch anybody? Do you think when she touched those people, they became unclean? Yes, because that was the way of the day. And that, can I take it through to today? Are you ready for this, ladies? If you don't deal with your issues, you are going to affect people around you. Just like her, she was affecting innocent people around her. Are you with me? She was affecting, she was affecting people that didn't even know what her issue was. The things that burden your soul affect your relationships. Are you with me this morning? The things, the issues of the heart, they affect your relationships. But God wants to deliver you, not just for the sake of you, for the sake of those around you. He wants to deliver you for your children, for your husbands, for your wives, for your aunts, for your uncles, for your omas and your opas. Amen? Everybody is affected by your issue. But there's good news. What do you think that good news is? Then suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. Jesus came and rescued me. Jesus came and set me free. Church, God has a promise for you. And He wants to create you into he, who He wants you to be. God wants to show up in the messiness of your life. Isn't that just liberating on a thousand levels? Why would God Almighty want to come into my life and show up in my messiness? Because he loved her. And I believe she loved him too. In her heart of hearts, she knew this is my only solution. She'd gone to doctors and spent all she had, but it only made it worse, okay? So all the doctors in the house, we absolutely praise the Lord for your lives, amen? I think many of us would be dead by now if we never had you. Can we see the doctors in the house? We love the doctors, amen? Let's give a hand for the doctors. <laughs> and sometimes we need them in our lives, amen? But in this scenario with her, she'd gone to doctors and they couldn't help her, okay? So in our lives today, we, when we suffer from anxiety, depression, or bleeding on the inside, we try and pacify our pain with the things of the world, don't we? Don't we? This woman tried to soothe her pain by investing in the things of the world. And it just left her emptier and more broken. Why? Because the world is not enough for you and can never fill, fill that void that was made for Jesus Christ himself. Are you with me this morning? I don't think you heard me. The world cannot satisfy you and fill the void on the inside of you like Jesus Christ can. So at the end, she goes to all these places and in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, at the end of my life, Ecclesiastes 2 verse 5, if you want to go look in the Bible, he says, after I've got all the houses and I've got all the vineyards and I've all the concubines in the world. Okay, and if you don't know what a concubine is, go ask, <laughs> go get your thesaurus afterwards, all right? Solomon was a busy man, all right? After all of this, he says, I saw it was like running after the wind. 
Because life is much more than these things. Amen? Because Jesus makes everything new. Jesus makes anything new. He makes everything new and he loves you. And guess what? Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus will heal the bleeding on the inside of you. Jesus wants to touch the issue. Turn to your neighbor. This is serious stuff, church. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not embarrassed by your problem. Today, many times, we hang around with friends. Like she went to doctors for a solution. We go to the wrong crowd. Amen? And that wrong crowd will absolutely be with you when you have the money and doing the right thing. But try not do what they're doing. The woman with the issue of blood was in the correct crowd. She was in the crowd following Jesus. There were probably other crowds that day. Think about it, church. She was in the crowd that was following Jesus. But many of us today, we go to the wrong crowd. And we think that crowd is our solution. Just like she'd gone to doctors, thinking that doctors were a solution. But the moment the money dry, dried out, she was labeled incurable and diseased with an incurable disease, with no friends, and to live in isolation for the rest of your life. The world is not kind, church. The world is not kind. Turn to your neighbor and say, the world is not kind. Tell your neighbor, the world will use you until you cannot give it something back. And it will throw you away. But the church, a new crowd, accepts you as you are. I can't hear you, church. This is liberating stuff. Amen? <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, we as Christians are a good crowd to hang around with because we will stand with you. Tell them. Tell them like you mean it. We will fight with you. We will pray with you. We will be there for you. Not at any cost. Amen? Do you press past those who can hinder you to get to Jesus? Do you press past? How hard is it for you to press past? The local church is there to edify you and to speak the truth in love. Amen. Just like her, she had to be in the correct crowd at the right time. We encourage you to attend Wednesday night services, not for us, but for us as a body. Amen. We always love being with you. You can always know that. Wednesday nights, we will be here for you. And if you're not okay, come and tell us. I promise you, we haven't bitten anyone yet. Okay? Henri and Philip have been in the church for a long time. Have we bitten you ever? Are you sure? Are you hiding anything from... <laughs> okay? <laughs> so we won't bite you. But come to us. Get involved in the church because us as a church community can, with obviously, without the love of Jesus, we are nothing. But with the love of Jesus, we can stop the bleeding. Together, we can say that if God is for us, who can be against us? Ecclesiastes 4 verse 10 says, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Job, look at this, Job 42 verse 10. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortune and gave him twice as much as before he had. Go back. Job, what does it say? After Job had? 
prayed for his friends. The Lord restored his fortunes back to him. Whatever your situation is, start praying for someone in that situation. If you've got depression, start praying for somebody with depression. If you're trusting the Lord for a baby, start praying for someone else for a baby. Start being the solution to someone else. Stop moving in the wrong crowd. Get into the right crowd and start praying for each other. Isn't that amazing? Because then what will happen if that happens? Then suddenly a touch from heaven and your Jesus will come. Jesus came and rescued me and rescued me. And then suddenly a touch from heaven and suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. Jesus came and set me free. And suddenly, then suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. Then suddenly, a touch from heaven. Then suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. Jesus came and set me free. You see, church, as she reached out, as soon as she reached out, God was ready to affect her situation. But sometimes God waits for us to reach out. Because you know what? Sometimes, church, we are too comfortable with where we are. Ladies, we're so comfortable. This is me. Take me or leave me. <laughs> you know, happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> Amen, church. We're so comfortable where God is saying, just come to me. Her faith pleased God. Her faith opened God's heart towards her. And you know what that scripture says? Jesus was on his way to Jairus. I'm ending. Jesus was on his way to Jairus. And she touched the, the, the fringe of his, of his garment. And the Bible says Jesus turned around. Jesus turned around. It wasn't until she acted that Jesus had did anything, did he? Did he turn around before she touched his fringe? Do you really think the God Almighty of the whole entire universe did not know that a lady is going to be touching his cloak that day? But he waited for her to touch his cloth. And the God Almighty, the creator of the universe, who was on his way with a synagogue leader to go and pray for a little girl that was dying, stopped and turned around. Do you get this this morning, church? And he took the time with this lady that society had labeled incurable, disgusting. Ha ha. <laughs> Amen. This, the, 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 the world had labeled as a reject. And he turned around. That's Jesus for you this morning, church. He's ready to turn around. Her faith compelled him to turn around and recognize her. What is faith? Trust. I trust you, Jesus. Something inside of her was so desperate 
that she put, it, she put her actions to her words. Church, we need to get desperate for God again. We need to start putting our words into actions. Amen? We need to start turning around. And I promise you, the God of the universe, who was on his way with a synagogue leader and a prominent man, turned around and he noticed this broken woman. Isn't that amazing? Our God Almighty turned around and he didn't turn around and said, you, you unclean woman, look at you. You come to me now, you touch my garment. Who do you think you are? Our God Almighty turns around and says, daughter. Isn't that a gentle, soft, amazing response? Daughter. If it was a man, he would have said, my son. But he said, daughter. And he said, your faith, after she told the full story, he says, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This morning, God is saying, reach out. And as we sing like the woman with the issue of blood, amen. If we can put the words up on the screen, I want to encourage you this morning. Like the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus turned around when she needed him, when she touched him. But he waited for her to touch him. How many of us this morning, we're waiting for Jesus just to come and just sort out my life. And Jesus is saying, just come. Come, 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 come. I'm ready. I'm not embarrassed about you. I'm not pushing you away. I will never reject you. There is nothing in this whole entire world that you can do that is bad enough for Jesus Christ to not love you. There's nothing in this world that is, bad, that is good enough that Jesus can love you. That's why we are all in need of His grace and His mercy. Amen? That's why when we read our Bibles, then we start praying. That prayer becomes like the blood in our veins. And we start understanding the, the, the real thing about us, the real truth about us. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? We start reading the Bible and we see the truth because the world's trying to, trying to stick labels all, always on us. We walk out here, idiot, stupid, angry, depressed, anxious, amen? Not worthy. You shouldn't dream what, what, what's in you to dream. And God says, that's not my word for you. Read the Bible and put the word in your veins like the blood in your veins, church, that you can start seeing how God sees you. Because then you would know if you reached out, God Almighty, the creator of the universe, would turn around and say, daughter, son, I'm here for you. Amen? I'm not embarrassed by you. I'm not embarrassed by you. And as we sing this song this morning, this, I'd love you to stand to your feet. And if you're that person, you know what? No one's judging anyone here. Because like I told you in the beginning of the service, whether you are bad and whether you are good, there's no difference. We are both in need of Jesus Christ. Amen? The very best of us needs Jesus Christ. The very worst of us needs Jesus Christ. If you hear this morning and in your heart you say, you know what, I want to come back to God. I have used my issues as my issues and I've labeled it. And whoever else has labeled it, sometimes it's our parents. Sometimes it's our spouses. Sometimes it's our teachers. Whoever that is that has labeled me. Today, I'm pulling that label off. Who's here this morning that's ready to take that label off this morning? I'm taking that label off. I'm taking the blood of Jesus. I am coming to Jesus this morning. Me. I'm coming. I'm pushing past the crowd. I'm pushing past the obstacles. I'm pushing past the things. And I'm saying, Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me.
Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on my situation. And guess what Jesus is going to do? He's going to turn around and he's going to say, come, daughter, son, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. It's time to let it go. You don't have to carry these burdens. These labels were never made for you, church. The world's labels are not God's labels. It's not God's labels. God says, I have a plan and a future for you. I have good things planned for you. Dream big. Dream bigger. Go further. Become more. Because why? I live on the inside of you. And I'm the God of the universe. I'm the creator of the, every single thing that you see. I made you. I made you, church. I made you. I know you. And this morning he's saying to you, like the woman with the issue of blood, then suddenly a touch from heaven. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.